Hi, my name's Adam, and this is the Foster Adoption Podcast, a resource for people who are interested in growing their family by adopting children from foster care. Nervous. I just remember being so nervous. Everything was going so great so far. We had spent a couple of visits with the boys and they were just amazing children and everything was terrific and the bonding process was going fantastic. But now we were driving to their foster home to pick them up and bring them to our home for dinner. Ay, what if they didn't like our house? It's so much smaller than their foster home. What if they're just like, nope, not living here. What if they don't like our dog? What if our dog doesn't like them? Uh, I just remember running through every possibility in my mind and being extremely nervous. We arrived at their foster home, and again, they were all dressed in their jackets and were waiting at the door for us, and the foster parents said that they had been like that all day long, which is adorable and probably annoying for the foster parents. So they get in the car for the hour-long journey. It's a little bit different from driving the three blocks to the park. Um... But our nervousness was met by their excitement. They had been studying the, the book that we gave them about our home, and they had questions about our dog, Buddy, and about their room and what was in it. There were some aspects of this that were really just, we just really had no way of knowing how to navigate. So we just let them take the lead on it. For example, talking about their room. They didn't live with us yet, so should we call it their room? We were cautioned not to move too fast in telling them that they were moving with, in with us to be adopted because it's such a long process and there's so many potential disruptions and it's just a lot to try and understand for a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So we would th say things like, yes, when you're at our house, this is your room. Also with names, we we just really avoid saying our names to this point. It was sort of awkward. like They didn't really know our names or what to call us. And, uh, and just like I mentioned in the last episode, at one point we took Win Tim and Wendy's advice from the foster parenting podcast. And we said, in our home, I'm Papa and he's daddy. And it's amazing. They just, they just went with that. Like they didn't even question, uh, anything that was, uh, that was what they were going to call us. It's just great. I'm sure that that's not the case. And this may be an outlier, but for us, it just worked out really well. So while we're navigating all of these fine lines, the foster parents appeared to be going in with a different strategy <laughs> in terms of language. Um, the boys must have asked 10 times on that first day, when are we going to live with you forever? Which was just mind-blowing to us uh, that they were asking that. Like, what? Like, that's amazing. It was just so amazing that they were asking that. And so we answered, we don't know yet which was true, but in our minds, we were so excited that they were, we thought they were just adjusting so fast that they were already so eager to live with us forever. It took a couple of days to realize that they had no idea what the word forever means. <laughs> They're just regurgitating what their foster parents were telling them. So finally, we pull up to the house and... They're so excited to see it. Uh, and they were so good for the whole hour in the car. They they were just really, really good boys. So we get up to the house, and they didn't say anything like, oh, why is it so much smaller than our foster home? And 
that's when I realized I was being a bit ridiculous about that. Um, just because they lived in a big foster home did not automatically mean that they were like bougie house snobs. So we get there, we walk in, and Buddy, our dog, was barking. Uh, he's a little adorable dog. He would never hurt a fly, but the boys had never been around a dog before. Uh, so our younger one was initially terrified of Buddy. Um, he's just like, what do I do? And the older one was just intrigued, and he was just, uh, he just had questions. And um, But as soon as we got in the house, they were manic. They were just asking, where is our room? Where are the toys? Oh, you got me the Spider-Man blanket? That's what I wanted. Also, where are the toys? Where are the toys? Where are the toys? <laughs> it was it was heartwarming. Everything we had to show them, they were excited about. When we showed them the pool, they exclaimed, I like your pool. Your pool is so cool. These are all exact quotes, by the way, because we basically recorded every moment of that day, uh, both on video and in our minds forever. And so we played a little while with to some toys, and they asked where the other kids were and where the other kids slept. And so we kept reiterating that they were going to be the only kids here, uh, unlike in their, in their foster home, which they were very, very excited for. <laughs> I think there was a bit of a uh, like toy-sharing um, uh, hierarchy in the other home where uh, they didn't like their place in, and so they were really excited by the prospect of being the only to two children in a home. And and we were obviously excited about that prospect as well. So it was time, now time for dinner. And if you'd like to hear a good story about preposterous overanalyzing to tell your friends, saddle up. Because I was out of my mind over this dinner. What do you prepare for your kids' very first meal with you? Should it be basic, like pizza? No, we need, we need to establish a healthy environment from moment one. Should it be something special like uh, like lobster risotto? No, they're um, three and five years old, so <laughs> probably not that. Uh, we were told that they were not picky eaters at all and that they ate everything that was put in front of them, so I didn't worry too much about if they re would reject what we made. Although, P.S., that wasn't true at all. It turns out that yes, if you only serve children unhealthy, uh, quote unquote, kid food, they yes, don't reject anything. However, we've had a variety of vegetable battles over the past year, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And therefore I decided that I would make uh, pollo asado tacos. I should mention that our kids are of Mexican descent, like my husband, and I am white, and I prepared for the foster to adopt experience by overreading everything I possibly could about transracial adoption and how to best honor cultural traditions and how to surround the children with celebrations of their biological culture. I guess I felt like this was my first opportunity to do well at this. And so I went a bit crazy when I put together the shopping list, Matt said, Oh, you forgot uh, lettuce, tomatoes, and cheese. I said, that's what white people put on their tacos. <laughs> Uh, Matt, looking perplexed, replied, Yeah, that's also what we put on our tacos. <laughs> I said, uh, Not this time. We are just putting the chicken, onion, cilantro, uh, chile, and cotilla cheese on there. Um, we compromised 
and got everything we could so we could see what they would actually want to put on their tacos. Um, in retrospect, now that we know their current palates, I was being a tad bit ridiculous. <laughs> uh, they didn't care. They didn't care what we put in front of them, and they basically just like chicken and cheese and tortillas. <laughs> as simple as possible, which drives me insane. But that's a separate conversation. But dinner went great. They liked everything, uh, and we introduced them to our potentially overbearing affinity for manners, which I'm sure they really enjoyed. Um, we enjoy uh, teaching them how to be gentlemen, and uh, it's kind of a battle sometimes. But uh, but in that first uh, dinner, they, they definitely uh, got used to saying please and thank you, and... Uh, and using their napkin correctly, and uh, we started the whole battle of uh, chewing with your mouth closed, etc. So, after dinner, we all sat and watched Toy Story, and I held back tears the entire time as I looked at them sitting in our home, looking so comfortable and so happy, and I just remember thinking how badly I wanted this to be what life looked like, and here it was. But then it was time to take them back to their foster home. And they had as emotionally exhausting of a day as we did. They were both knocked out for the entire car ride. Which, is there anything more adorable than children sleeping? They're just uh, sleeping in the car, just looking so peaceful and adorable. It was, it was just heavenly. So when we arrived, they were still asleep, and we had to carry them to the front door. I never wanted to let go of them. It was... It's just a feeling like I've never had before. It was, it was just so very special. And that is the story of their first time in their new home. Thanks so much for listening. Please check us out at fosteradoption.org and please leave a review on iTunes so more people can find us. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.